Yeah, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, June 30th, 2021. I'm your host, Blessing Adelia Jr. Joining me is twitch.tv slash Andy Cortez. Good morning, gentlemen of the jury. Andy, do you have your coffee of the day? No, no, I don't, Bless. No, I don't. I, I'll tell you why, because we got a new refrigerator de- delivered yesterday. And I decided, you know what? In my backpack, I still got a Mountain Dew Rise. Let me go oh. toss that bad boy into the refrigerator. Woke up this morning, grabbed it out, and uh, it's it's tasting as good as ever. I think the refrigerators made it, maybe made it taste better. I might have missed the boat on Mountain Dew Rise. What's the pitch? Is that the energy drink version of Mountain Dew? So they have uh, they had a morning version called Kickstart, mm-hmm. and it was like. Drink Kickstart. It's the healthier, in quotes, alternative to Mountain Dew. And they they put vitamin C in there, and it's supposed to to sort of kickstart your day. But then a big switch happened, blessing, where LeBron James said, hey, Sprite and Coca-Cola Company, I'm out. The the homies over here at Pepsi, they want me to do a a Mountain Dew thing. So I'm going to go over there. So this is his line called Mountain Dew Rise, and it's... Similar to Kickstart, it's a morning type. It's supposed to be a morning beverage. Caffeine equal up to approximately two cups of coffee. Five percent juice, zero added sugar, zinc, vitamin A and C, and antioxidants. Okay, so what's the yeah. flavor then? Is it just regular oh, Mountain Dew flavor, but it's this, more ca- caffeinated? Oh no, they have a bevy of flavors. They have a, oh, an assortment. Shit. This is pomegranate blue burst, which oh, is it's, it is delicious. This is my favorite one. But they've also got like a strawberry melon. They've got uh, Berry Blast. They have all sorts of really good. They have like four other flavors. I think six mm-hmm. in total. Um, oh and God. it is definitely my, my go-to Mountain Dew drink for, for now at least. Uh, Andy, I need your help with something. Because for people who are watching the video version of KFGD, you can tell that I'm wearing a polo shirt. Oh, yeah. the, polo, the polo revolution, as I'm calling it, started during our Mario Golf stream where I revealed that legit half my closet is filled with polo shirts and I just never wear them. Because polos were a thing I used to wear a lot back in the day. I wore polos a lot in high school and college, but I just stopped wearing them because they felt like I felt like the the style came and went. Yeah, people aren't wearing polos as much. At least the people I'm hanging out with aren't wearing polos as much. And so I'm bringing back the polo. The thing I want your help with is on a regular oh. stream like this. Do, do I rock the hat or do I save the hat for special occasions like golf? Can like you put events? the hat on? Can you put yeah, the hat on, you, please? Oh, you rock the hat. Yeah. Oh, you think I rock the hat? Yeah, I think you rock the All hat, right. yeah. All right, I'm rocking the hat. We're it's doing it's one of those things, Blessing, where if you look cool enough, you can pull off a polo. If you could, if you look cool enough, I think you could pull off anything, right? It doesn't mm-hmm. matter whether it's in fashion or not. And I think you're a cool-looking dude, Bless, so I think you rock the polo, and it's just like, oh, yeah, that's Blessing with his cool polo. But, like, if I were to wear a polo like that, I don't. it probably wouldn't work. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think you look cool. I think you could rock a polo. A polo. Go you seem cool enough to rock a polo. I don't think I've got a polo? polo, honestly. You don't have a single polo? I will, I will vamp. I will do the whole housekeeping while you get a polo on. I don't, I don't think I have. I just have long okay. sleeves. I have long sleeve collared stuff, unfortunately. Andy, no next polo. time I see you, I'm going to hand off one of my polos <laughs> to you. And we're going to do a, a, a polo KFGD. It's going to be right? skin tight on my fucking medium to large body. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> and you're going to look great in it. You're going to look great in it. But enough about polos. Let's talk about Konami once again, possibly bringing back Silent Hill, a uh, control multiplayer game, and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every week at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, rearsteeth.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kind of Funny Games Daily. To be a part of the show, to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, where bronze members or above get to write in, and silver members or above get the show ad-free with the exclusive daily post-show. Housekeeping for you, that's right, it's Tim Ma-fucking Getty's birthday today. Go and wish him a happy birthday over on social media. Woo! Tweet at him, at Tim Gettys. Let him know that he's loved. Let uh, Kevin, how old is Tim Gettys? He's 30, what, 33? 32. 32? Age of Christ. Age of Christ. No, I think 33 was the age of Christ. Yeah, I know. I just kind of funny.com slash you're wrong. Anyone's near 30. 
<laughs> yeah, no, fair enough, fair enough. Go and wish Tim a happy birthday. Of course, we love Tim. But uh, after after today, forget all about that because my birthday is also approaching this week, this Friday. So get hyped for that. It's gonna be a celebration on Friday. I don't know wow. what we're doing yet. I think I'm hosting KFGD with Tim. And so me and Tim, you know what? I'm gonna say now, me and Tim, this Friday's KFGD is gonna be a birthday celebration. Me and Tim are gonna unite. I don't know. I don't know what special thing we're gonna do. Maybe we'll expend some cake that both of us will eat. We'll get some on cupcakes into y'all. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, let's let's ponder on that. Let's figure that out. But that's gonna be Friday's KFGD. Someone has to do that though. Yeah, I probably won't. I'm, yeah, I'll 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 like I'll DM myself. Hold up, I'm gonna DM myself a note on Slack. Joey, you busy? Forget. Joey, you busy? Uh, Let us know in the chat. Uh, She's make the chat. sure, chat. If Joey if Joey comes into the chat expense. at some point, can you please give her a heads Cake. up that we need this? Please, thank you. Joe. I, this seems like a All Greg right. Miller thing. Can you call Greg Miller? Bless. Yeah, I got you. And also, can you send me, Joe, the pride shirt? Um, the white one that I made? Thank you. Uh, I'm, calling, I'm calling Greg Miller. Give me a second. He okay. seems like the no guy. I just need to add this guy to my favorites thing. on my phone, because I feel like I call him more than I call anybody else. Yeah, but a favorite is kind of stretching it. it yeah, but I maybe, also don't use my phone as a phone. You know, I use you my make phone a group called, people. like, acquaintances. Just go to the recent. Greg Miller from KindOfFunny.com. Greg Miller, uh, you're live on KFGD. How's it going? It's good, man. How are you? I'm doing good. I don't know if you're watching the show, but I came across the realization that both me and Tim's birthdays are this week, and we're hosting KFGD on Friday together. What What is the process? How do I How do I expense a cake for me and Tim to, to eat live on air? Um, I think honestly, the easiest way would have it. You just tell us we'll order it it'll be delivered to you the night before mm. and then you can just have them both there or i mean we could run cakes to you too i guess that okay could be a way. when you say we who is we uh man that's where it gets complicated <laughs> big question if it's ordering i don't mind ordering you both cakes if it's running the cakes to you kevin maybe that seems like okay. a kevin job i guess the thing i'm uh, the thing to figure out is who is the most responsible like who will remember to do this well, I, you know what? Give me – I will call you back or jo I'll join the Discord. Let me look into cake delivery and if I can schedule them in advance. You Perfect. need one and Tim needs one? Uh, yes, both me and Tim. Tim doesn't know uh, yet, but he'll know uh, when he gets Tell him I'd like one too. No. I'd like Tim one too. On, who's host? Oh, Andy's it's with not you right your now, right? It's not your birthday. Uh, Kevin, Kevin also said he, he wants one too. Okay, give me, a, give me a bit and I will hit you up with options. Perfect. Thank you so much. Right, bye. What a great it's guy. Not, it's not Kevin's birthday. Yeah, but I didn't get a cake for my birthday, all right? And I like cakes, Andy. So don't make this about you. You want a cake too? Call him back. That's tell him Andy wants a cake too. He just does not ask. He'll hop in the Discord. We can let him know that. The question yeah. is though, what kind of cake? Because I'm not, I'm not a big frosting person. I'm not a big frosting person. Usually my go-to kind of cake is ice cream cake, and I don't know why more people don't just go for ice cream cake as the default. Yes! I know plenty of us yes! out here are lactose intolerant, but I'm lactose intolerant. It's I'll give a it. fuck. I'll take it's ice cream it. cake over regular cake oh every my God. day. Ice cream cake so good. I think it's so easy to mess up on ice cream cake. That's my only worry joking? with it. What have you ever? When have you ever had a bad? I've never had a bad oh, ice cream cake. If it's I could, good. if I could count it on my fingers, Kevin, I would. You're right. It's too <laughs> few. You can't even count it on your fingers. If only I could, Kevin. Damn. Damn. We got a few more pieces of housekeeping for you. Uh, our Loki episode four reactions just got done recording. It will be live on YouTube by the time you're listening to this episode. So go check that out on youtube.com slash kind of funny and on podcast services. Then right after this live episode of kind of funny games daily is another Mario golf stream on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. This time, instead of Greg getting his ass beat by Andy Cortez, uh, it's featuring game attack. So make sure you check that out right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games and later on YouTube dot com slash kind of funny plays thank you to our patreon producers donovan harkness and blackjack today we're about to you by credit karma freshly and hello fresh but i'll tell you about that later for now let's begin with what is and forever will be the rope report it's time for some news we have four stories today baker's dozen starting with our number one Andy, is it finally happening? Are we finally getting Silent Hill? I feel like we go through this now once a month where <laughs> <laughs> we get our hopes up. A thing happens. And we're like, finally, this is it. But I will say this one seems like the most blatant of, okay, this is actually happening. Uh, are we getting a new Silent Hill game from Bloober Team and Konami? This morning, uh, Bloober Team on their website put up a press release. Uh, or Not even this morning. Yesterday, after KFGD, they put up a press release uh, titled The Strategic Partnership of Konami Digital Entertainment and Bloober Team. It reads like this. Quote, 
It is a historic day for me and the culmination of several years of our work. The fact that such a renowned company as Konami uh, has decided to strategically cooperate with the Bloober team means that we, are, we also joined the world leaders in gaming and became an equal partner for the leading players in this market, uh, comments Peter Babieno, president of the Bloober team. As part of the agreement, the partners declared cooperation in the development of contents and the exchange of know-how. Quote, we have been providing unique entertainment, uh, content, and ways to enjoy it through the use of information technology. In the digital entertainment industry, significant changes in the business environment are expected in the future. We look forward to combining Bloober teams and our respective characteristics and strengths to create high-quality content. God, this Comments, is the most PR shit I've yeah, ever read in my this life. Is the, this shit. is the most press release press release I've ever <laughs> read in my life. Uh, and that comments Hideki Hayakawa, representative director uh, and president of Konami Digital Entertainment. Konami is known for global franchises such as eFootball, Pez, Metal Gear, Silent Hill, Castlevania, and Contra, as well as the Yu-Gi-Oh! trading card game series. How do you now, feel about off, a new Yu-Gi-Oh! game? Oh my, from Bloober Team? Excited? That'll, yeah. Yeah, that'd be really interesting. I mean, I'd be wanted. hyped for a, a new Yu-Gi-Oh! game, especially if it's, if it's more dueling. Not too long ago. Say that again? It, weren't you calling for that? Like I, I for a new remember, game? Yeah, I like was maybe... I was playing Yu-Gi-Oh briefly. I was I see my yeah, thing is you said there you been... a new Yu-Gi-Oh game. I don't remember saying that. And like the the reason why I wouldn't care either way is that there have been so many Yu-Gi-Oh games over the years that I'm good. I have all the Yu-Gi-Oh that I need. <laughs> if I would if I really wanted to play Yu-Gi-Oh, I would just play Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, the the one that's on consoles that I always forget the name of. Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links is the mobile game. Chat, remind me of what the Yu-Gi-Oh! game on consoles is. But like I've also gotten Yu-Gi-Oh! Duels of the Roses on PS2, which is an iconic Yu-Gi-Oh! game uh, with a fantastic soundtrack. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we were just joined by the one and only Greg Miller. Greg, how's it going? It's great. How are you? I'm doing good. What are your findings? So this is mainly a question for Kevin, because as you know, if you do anything out of line or anything not in line with what Kevin wants, he will mock you and destroy you for the All rest right. of your life. Mm -hmm. So my it's question true. is this. True. Kevin, you and I have both eaten a lot of cakes in our day. All right. <laughs> oh, let's know, not. Let's not. Yeah, exactly. Let's not lie. Let's not beat around the bush around here. I'm looking online for delivery options for everybody to get these things in a coordinated effort. And my question is this. It's not me trying to cheap out. It's trying to me give you the best quality of cake. Is mm -hmm. Kevin, would you accept cupcakes? Uh, like a sampler pack of cupcakes for everybody? I would. I, and I understand okay, cool. under normal circumstances, I would have issues with it. Like if we were yeah. in the office and you got a bunch of cupcakes. Sure. Like, Look at this prick. Look at this prick. That's my thing. It's like am I, yeah. like, I can either get you this cake from a place like 3.5 stars. That's not what I'm going to do to you no, people. No, you know what I mean? Or I can get you a cake for like 60 bucks a pop, and I'm not sending $180 worth of cakes out. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't okay. think any of us individually I mean, want to eat the cake. It's sad that the company doesn't love us $180 worth. I mean, we do just, if I got to eat some of that cake. You really you figure out your own that's, worth. That's part of the problem. Really. Yeah. Like, I mean, Greg, you can deliver yourself cake, too. Yeah, you you have. We can make this a whole company. Now it's a hundred. There are two birthdays. Two hundred and forty dollars worth of cake. You know. Everybody birthdays. He's telling us how much cake we're not worth. How much cake are we worth, Greg? Yeah. You know, let me put a number on it. I'll get back to you with delivery times. All right. Thank you, Greg. By the way, the Yu-Gi-Oh game I was thinking of was Yu-Gi-Oh Legacy of the Duelist. Like, if I really wanted to play a Yu-Gi-Oh game, I would just play that game because that is just that is Yu-Gi-Oh. Or I would find. I would find one of the billion Yu-Gi-Oh games that exist. That said, you know, if they did put out another Yu-Gi-Oh game, I'll play it anyway because Yu-Gi-Oh is a fantastic card game. It's great. But coming off of that news of the partnership between Bloober Team, who you know from games like Observer, Layers of Fear, Blair Witch, The Medium, etc., uh, and Konami, we got a report right after coming from Chris, Chris Skolian at VGC who talks about how they're working on Silent Hill. Uh, the report goes like this. According to people with knowledge of Blooper's plans, one of the projects it's working on is Silent Hill related. However, VGC understands that Konami has already outsourced at least one other Silent Hill project to a prominent developer in Japan, and there could be even more developers working on their own projects. Blooper yeah. team said in February that it was working on an existing horror IP from, quote, a very famous gaming publisher, end quote. Feeling speculation, it could be reviving Konami's Silent Hill. Andy. Where are you at with all this? I just Googled Silent Hill, and one of the first questions is, is Silent Hill real? a real story? <laughs> a true story? It's <laughs> uh, on real-life events. <laughs> I feel like Bloober Team, this has just kind of been their audition for the last five years without them really knowing, and people have been watching them. And then finally, Konami's like, we found him. We found the squad we need. 
And uh, this is great for Silent Hill fans, I think. Now, I do wonder if the hardest core of Silent Hill fans really care about the actual team that's working on it. Like, whether they want a certain type of, uh, you know, former directors on it, or whether just having the game come back at all is big enough for them. You know, like, Mm -hmm. I I wonder, I'm not amongst a fan of the fans of Silent Hill. I'm I'm a little scaredy cat. I don't play scary games, uh, except for Resident Evil. Um, which I'm being forced to play, but that's neither here nor there. So, like, I, I do wonder what people would prefer. This, I think the biggest news from this is that that small mention of this isn't the only Silent Hill game being worked on. That's yes. kind of the bigger thing in there. Yeah, and this this whole news is very interesting. Uh, Bloober Team is... I'm I'm so Andy I'm I'm with you that I'm not I'm historically not the Silent Hill person but from what I would expect for people who are into Silent Hill getting that announcement of Silent Hills after we got that demo of PT right being worked on by Hideo Kojima getting that canceled was probably such a blow in terms of this was going to be probably one of the best Silent Hill games this is going to be this huge thing that was going to get uh so much support so much budget and all this shit and for that to be shut down was a heartbreaker for so many people, including me, because coming off of PT, I would have played Silent Hills because I love Hideo Kojima and I love PT. Getting that canceled and years later having it be a having Silent Hills be a blooper team project, I think is comes with pros and cons. Blooper team, not necessarily a developer I see as a top tier AAA level developer. I know there are people that out there that really like the medium. I don't know people people really liked Layers of Fear. I know there are some people that liked uh, Blair Witch and Observer, but I'm sure on the list of developers that fans would want to work on a Silent Hill game. I don't know if Blooper Team would be the one, but you do make the point that they kind of have been auditioning for this for years, right? Like Blooper Team has been putting out these, I'll say, double A level horror projects for a while, and it's been kind of teeing them up to work on something big, bigger and greater. I want to bring in a question from patreon.com slash kind of funny games uh, from the Nana biologist who writes in to say this. What's up, KF crew? So Bloober Team has officially partnered with Konami, which has led many to think that they are the ones making a Silent Hill game. My question is, are they the right ones for this kind of game? I've played just about every one of their games, and the big thing is they, they each have about one main bad guy that you need to avoid, and their AI isn't great to say the least. Of course, they get better each iteration, but still, are you confident with Konami's pick? After playing the medium, what do you hope to see this uh, see this potential Silent Hill partnership be? Thanks, the nanobiologist. And nanobiologist, I take that and I couple it with the part in this VGC article that mentions uh, VGC understands that Konami has already outsourced at least one other Silent Hill project to a prominent developer in Japan. Now that sentence makes it feel like it's th- that that sounds like Hideo Kojima. You know, when you word it that way, that sounds like a Kojima's working on a Silent Hill project in the background. Now. You know that is that is high hopes. That is extrapolation. That is a lot of things. We also let's got to get too horny here. Let's, let's not get yeah. Too let's horny. not get yeah. let's not get too excited here, right? We've also got reports from Jeff Grubb talking about how Kojima is uh, uh, working on a project seemingly with Xbox, and maybe Xbox partnered up with Konami to get Silent Hills. We can extrapolate each and every way. But the thing that I take from this is that the Bloober Team Silent Hill project isn't the Silent Hill project. It is a Silent Hill project, which I think is a perfectly fine thing. You know, I think it's that thing of if you are bringing back the Silent Hill IP and you want to treat it with care, maybe the thing is you have a main game and you have a secondary game or a spinoff game or something that is tackling Silent Hill from different dimensions where you can have the Hideo Kojima PT Silent Hill exist as that project if that is the project they're working on and then have this other project that is Silent Hill that is doing a different thing with the IP that is meant to be different. It's almost like Final Fantasy where we've gotten Final Fantasy 7 Remake but that doesn't mean we're also not getting Final Fantasy 16 and we also got Final Fantasy Stranger of Paradise which is going to be for a group of people. I see this as almost being like the hey this is us making Final Fantasy Stranger of Paradise where just because it is Silent Hill doesn't mean it is Silent Hill. You know, it's something. It's doing something that Bloober Team is good at with the Silent Hill IP. Well, even playing, I think I played about thirty to forty-five minutes of the Benium. I mean, it is, it is tank controls. It's got the creepy vibe. I think Bloober Team is capable. Like I, I think we mentioned that. Uh, sure, you know they're not making these AAA quality games, but they're still high quality games. I think at least, and I think enough people liked the medium and have liked their past works that, like nanobiologists are mentioning, they are getting better each iteration. And who's to say that Konami's not going to say, 
hey, here's a shitload of money and hire the right people that you all need, right? If your AI wasn't as good and you got sort of criticized for maybe how enemies work in this game or maybe cutscenes worked in this game, let's improve upon that. And I think it I think it's a squad a team who's been working on scary, creepy games for a while. Like did you did you play any of the medium? No, I did not. Yeah, like it is it is tank controls and I kind of just immediately was like, nah, I'm good. I like not only do I not super care about scary games, but also the whole tank control thing sort of threw me off. But it felt like that sort of traditional Resident Evil Silent Hill game where you walk into another room and your character's up at that doorway and you walk through the room and you go through this door. Now you're at a different camera angle. Like all of that yeah. shit was kind of identical to the way those old school survival horror games played. Um, I think they are definitely the team to work on this. I'm excited for them to sort of have a big IP that they can sort of latch onto and say, hey, we've done stuff in the past. Hopefully you go check those out. And maybe this does sort of bolster sales for their old catalog as well for any Silent Hill fans that say, oh, maybe I should check out these other games that they've worked on. Um, I, I think great for them, but I think you make a great point about Silent Hill just sort of becoming this universe of different properties, different stories yeah. being told. And I think you make the good point too about Bloober Team being the team for the job in terms of who they are and what they make, you know, like uh, none of Bloober Team's games that they put out have been for me specifically, but I do see plenty of people who do like the medium, plenty of people yeah. who do like Larry's of Fear, plenty, plenty of people who do like <clears throat> Observer and the other games that they've worked on. And for a, for a developer that is making games for a specific type of audience, which is the horror audience, giving them a Silent Hill, Hill project to work on isn't a bad idea. And that could be a, hey, do your own take on Silent Hill, or it could be a, hey, do a remake of an older Silent Hill game, because That's this true. will fall in line with the, sc the, the scope of what you do, while we give a, a new mainline Silent Hill project to a, to a different developer or a bigger developer. Now, like, there's plenty I, of ways this could go. I, I think the, biggest, the bigger worry that Silent Hill fans should have is not Blue Team, it's Konami. How is Konami going to play oh, yeah. with this? How are they going to play nice? Are we going to see any sort of clashings of executives or people at the head of studios? Like that, that that's that's I think should be the main worry. Not necessarily what Bloober Team can do because they've proven that they are they are a talented developer, and with some more money and resources, they can be an extremely talented AAA developer. Um, but how does Konami play with that? Do they have the right people in charge? making the right calls and people that understand the game, like the game development climate today, not mm -hmm. the game development climate of 2015, 2016, whenever Phantom Pain was, you know? Yep. Now, Andy, speaking of developer publisher partnerships, uh, story number two, it looks like we're getting way more of control. Uh, we got a press release yesterday as well from Remedy uh, that's titled Remedy signs a co-publishing development agreement with 505 Games for a multiplayer spinoff of the uh, multiplayer spinoff game of the award winning control. It reads like this. Collaboration terms for a future uh, bigger budget control game are also agreed. Remedy has signed an agreement with 505 Games under which they will co-publish and develop a new four-player cooperative PvE game codenamed Condor. Condor is a spinoff of the critically acclaimed Control game, which was published in 2019. Since its publishing, Control has been nominated for 11 BAFTA Game Awards and received over 20 Game of the Year awards. Carrie Wood has two of those, by the way, two BAFTAs. Two BAFTAs, yeah, it's really yeah. impressive. The new game will be built on Remedy's proprietary Northlight engine and tools. Condor will be available on PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X. Quote, we are excited to continue and further expand our collaboration with Remedy. With over 2 million copies sold and revenue exceeding 70 million euros, Control is an extremely successful game, says Rami and Rafi Gallant, co-CEOs of Digital Bros Group. They continue, as a multiplayer game, Condor has, has the potential to engage the, the gaming community in the long run, contributing to 505 Games' product revenue stream longer than traditional games, end quote. In addition, 505 Games and Remedy Entertainment have outlined high-level collaboration terms to further expand the Control franchise with a bigger budget Control game to be agreed in more detail in the future. Quote, we have successfully collaborated with 505 Games for over four years and have, be have both become stronger in our respective fields. We are happy to extend and deepen our partnership. This new agreement supports Remedy's aim to expand our games into long-term franchises, create benchmark-setting games, strengthen our commercial capabilities, and collaborate with great partners with whom we can succeed together, end 
quote. Andy, I know you are a big Control fan. I also really love Control. Uh, for you, what does this do? Uh, I'm excited about a confirmed sequel. As far as the multiplayer stuff goes, god dang, we're getting a lot of multiplayer games in the next couple of years. Um, yeah. A lot of so, four-player PvE uh, multiplayer games as well. Yeah, so, I mean, the multiplayer stuff, I'm not super surprised by. I feel like that's going to become more and more of a common thing, the way Ghosts did it. Um, I think we're going to see more and more of that happen in the future. And like I've mentioned before, it's another way f to have, you know, income. It's another way to, to bring in revenue to the studio to hopefully pay for uh, and, you know, just bring in more money to hopefully pay for the next project, which is, I think, the one that I care about most for sure. Mm -hmm. um, this definitely seems like another project, though, that like many of these multiplayer games, they come and go and... We might forget about them. We play them for a couple weeks. And then a new update comes out four months later. And then we go back to it for another week or whatever. Um, I feel like that's just that's just kind of the way the industry works now. And it's kind of uh, it's kind of starting to seem really samey with a lot of franchises. How do you differentiate yourself? If you are... I think the bigger worry is that Control only sold 2 million copies, which I, I thought it sold a lot more than that. And how do you differentiate yourselves from Back for Blood and from Redfall, whenever the hell that is? Like, what is going to be the key thing that brings in players to your universe as opposed to all the other universes that are out there? Especially if you only sold two million copies. Like, I know that's a huge success for them. I, for some reason, I thought it sold around five or six. Um, yeah. So I'm kind of bummed out by those numbers. Please I mean, go play Control. We, we talked about Control a lot when it came out in 2019 because 2019 was such a weird year for video games where we got a lot of like we, we there there weren't like the big god of wars or the red dead redemption so we did get a lot of like cool games like your controls and others that spoke to their audiences really well and control yeah. was a game of the year winner for so many outlets because it was it was one of the ones that stood out in that way because of the cool style and what it did with story and what it did with combat and how fun it was to play for for you as somebody who really likes control how much does it being a control game, a control for uh, four player co-op PVE game do for you as somebody who might be into the universe? Like, is that going to be enough to sell you or would you need it to be a lot more than that? I think maybe if there's really cool story implications, possibly if there's maybe stuff that you need to play there in order to fully understand what's going to happen in two. Now, granted, the control story, pretty convoluted. Like, it's not the most easy thing to understand. It's something that I've had to watch videos on just to understand what the hell happened. But mm -hmm the the if there is if there are cool story moments if there are those sort of all the players get to a certain moment and there's a big cutscene and that cutscene has sort of hints as to what might happen in the future i'm definitely gonna play it like don't get me wrong i'm gonna play it it's just i don't know if i will ever find another multiplayer ecosystem that i am dedicated to for a long ass time mm. that isn't warzone that isn't just a pvp type game i think the last one i was into was Maybe Destiny 2 when that launch happened and I was into it for about a month, I would say. I don't know if there's anything like that that's going to get me in for a long time, especially just because we have a lot of shit to play. <laughs> so yeah. I might not be the right person to ask. I'm sure there's a lot of control fans out there that are like, hell yes. Like my friends have been wanting to play Rainbow Six Siege and maybe they're stoked about Extraction. Maybe they're stoked about Back for Blood, but I care about this universe. Hopefully I can bring them over here with me. See, that's where I'm at, where for the games we have lined up that are these co-op PvE games, I'm super excited for Extraction. I'm super excited for Back for Blood. I'm super excited for Redfall. And these are all games that I don't know if I'm going to be playing for a whole year. Like, I think Extraction is going to be one that I play for maybe a week or two, and I'll come back to it depending on if my friends are playing it. The exact same thing as Back for Blood and the exact same thing with Redfall. Like, oh, I'll take games Division 2 is probably the game that I put the oh, most yeah. time in, yeah. But, like, then, see, for Destiny and Division, I feel like those are games in the way that they're structured that demand more time from you. Those are games that want you to become obsessed with them and play with them for long periods of time, whereas... For me, something like Ghost of Shima Legends, for example, was one that I got obsessed with obsessed with for a few-week period, really enjoyed it, fell in love with it, but I've not gone back since because it didn't treat itself like an ongoing game. It didn't treat yeah. itself like a live game. And it, I think a lot of what that's going to come down to is its own support. This control thing I'm super excited about because I really like the world of control. Uh, I think 
there are really interesting things you can do in the world of control with multiplayer. You can make every single mission a different altered world event. You can do really cool things in terms of, hey, me and my three friends are fighting a fridge as a boss fight. Like that is like that yeah. is that is how this thing goes down. And I think think about that, what you could do with combat with just yeah. the with, with just physics, right? Like throwing yep. something at you and then you have like a combined power that then launches that thing. I think there's a lot of cool stuff they can mess around with, but you know, is it a sort of closed experience like you were mentioning with Ghost? Is it just a, you know, a is six a one to eight hour thing and you're out? Um, mm. Or is it going to be something that they try to make sustainable for a long time? Now, Andy, I got this Slack message uh, that says, I sent you a gift on DoorDash. See my note in tracking here. And it's a link to tracking for what I assume might be a cake. Is that right, Greg Miller? That's right, everybody. The cakes have been ordered. Everybody will be getting their cakes uh, tomorrow, uh, Thursday, between 5 and 5.30 so that uh, you can have it and have it at least one slice still when it's go time on Friday for the episode. Oh, yeah. What kind of cake is it? Do you want the? I can. You want me to ruin the surprises for everybody? I don't, 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 don't ruin it. Don't, don't ruin it. Don't ruin it. Don't ruin it. Okay. Now, do you get right. extra cake with me for me? Well, here's this is actually. I won't lie to you guys. All right, it all worked out in your favor. Because for Tim, I in his area for a DoorDash, right? I could. I, the best option was the cupcakes. He got cupcakes. Both mm-hmm. you and Blessing got full cakes. So you have full cakes coming your way. Then. Let's yes. fucking go. Oh, fucking I didn't. Go. I didn't hear Andy and. The, uh, did you want one too? Like that, and that you were never a part of this conversation. If you I just, every time it, you were just, it, was, it was that blessing was like, blessing. Rewind the tape. Blessing said literally, "Hey, me and Tim need it for Friday." And then Kevin said, "Can I get one?" I At mean, no the cake arbiter here. Off the bench. I feel like you know the I mean? cake arbiter is giving away cakes left and right. By the way, what's the deal with these flowers that you gave me? Are they? When do they become poisonous? When do they unleash? It's just a cute a mermaid gas to congratulate you on beating me at golf. Why is that so weird? I don't understand why this. Is, you got to make this into a thing. Just don't trust it. Just don't now, trust Andy, it. Andy, I know you don't want to say it, but I'll be the one to say it. I feel like Greg is trying to get back to you. I get back at you. I feel like that, ever I'm since trying you beat to get him back Mario, at him. Ever, like, ever since you beat him, I heard. Ever since I you beat him in Mario he... Golf, there have been these small chips. There have been these small, these, these small. Blessing, I think you need to understand these are scheduled DoorDash orders. I can cancel them at any time. Nah, get what that I meant cake. to say was that Greg is being <laughs> an amazing boss right now by ordering us cake. Andy, you should have sp- spoke up earlier. You should have said something. Damn, my bad. I just thought everybody was getting cake. It's fine. Andy, do you want me to? Here's the here's the question. Andy, do you want me to order some cake or do you want me to order some ba- baby carrots? I don't. I don't. No, no, thank you. After yesterday's choking mishap, if you haven't watched, <laughs> if you haven't watched Gamescast, I almost died three times yesterday on Gamescast. Uh, no, I'm good, Greg. It's just you know, it's not about the cake, Greg. It's about. Like just wanting to send me a cake, you know. Here's the other thing, Andy. Here's what you you want to know what Jen and I talk about in this house hmm. is that after her mom, her mom's coming to visit for the first time in you know like two years, or whatever. Like it's gonna be a big deal, COVID, all that jazz. But after that, we were saying we ha- this is legitimately. She said this. She hates everybody I work with. She's like, we got to get Andy over here and make him that uh, shrimp uh, shrimp linguine once. Yeah, I'm, I'm not in. gonna lie, that really hurt me. Like that hurt real bad. But she likes you a lot too. <laughs> she always talks about you with the deck. She's a big Barrett fan too. Loves Tim, loves Nick, obviously. Derek Talks fan. about Joey. <laughs> you know, cool Greg, one of her favorites. And Snow like Mike's climbing in Paris. Gary. Blessing, why was that so shocking? That somebody's a fan of Barrett. <laughs> what was that all about? <laughs> this is what you Blessing said. saw where the joke it. was going. He saw that it was going to be in his detriment and immediately, like, alley ooped it out to Barrett to be an insult to Barrett before it could be an insult to Blessing. All right, go have a show about games. Bye. Oh, good times. Uh, there's this image that uh, Remedy put out <clears throat> alongside talking about how they're doing this four-player co-op game. That is the, I guess, four soldiers. Would you call them soldiers? I don't know. I don't know, like, the official name for, like, the They They, they, they the work guards. for the, it's like their version of the TVA. I, I forget yeah. what the name of their organization. They work or for the, the Bureau. The Bureau Control, yeah. 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 Um, and I saw somebody in chat mentioning that, like, you know, what's this going to do for powers are they going to have the, the telekinesis or whatever and that's the question i have as well i feel like it'd be crazy to not have the powers you can't just give these guys guns right in a control multiplayer game ah damn that's kind of true yeah there's no way they can be powerless like there's got to be some sort of abilities that they're showing off that would suck if you're just, no so. there's no way there's you can't just put soldiers into a game and expect people to get stoked about it that's every other fucking game yeah, and I think the way you get the way you get around it story wise is that maybe each each character class has a different ability to them, or like a, they've been they've been affected by an anomaly or some shit, and all of those reflect differently. Where one person has telekinesis, another person has 
I don't know, healing powers. Another person can fly. I think you get around it that way. I think you can find ways to give them powers uh, if you really wanted, wanted that to happen. And so that's where I'm at with that. Andy, before we move on to the next news story, I want to let, want to let people know that, of course, Greg Miller, amazing boss. He's getting us cake and all that stuff, and it's great. Uh, the cake costs money. If you want to help kind of funny... <laughs> <laughs> with the mm-hmm. money that it takes to buy cake you can go over to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can also get the show ad free and speaking of ads here's some ads this episode of kind of funny games daily is brought to you by credit karma credit karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions and now they want to help you even more with a credit karma money spend account you can be rewarded for good money habits when you use your credit karma money debit card you can win daily instant karma purchase reimbursements on items up to five thousand dollars just pay with your debit card and if you win you'll be notified on the spot and your instant karma cash will be added back to your spend account Right now, visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com slash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning instant karma. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Our next sponsor, ladies and gentlemen, why it's Freshly. Dinner time can be chaotic, but with Freshly, it's easy. Their chefs take care of your meals a few nights a week and take the pressure off of you. Freshly offers chef-made, nutrient-packed, delicious meals delivered fresh to your door, no cooking required. Uh, your meals arrive cooked and fresh every week, so you can keep your fridge stocked and skip the trip to the store. Ordering is easy. Visit Freshly.com and choose from over 30 delicious, satisfying, better-for-you meals like steak peppercorn, sausage baked penne, or chicken pesto bowls ladies and gentlemen my father's birthday just came and went and guess what i got him a subscription to freshly each and every week i go in and pick the six meals that'll be delivered to his door and he loves them they're easy he doesn't have to think he just gets to come home pop the food in and have a good night right now freshly is offering our listeners 40 dollars off their first two orders when you go to freshly.com slash games stop stressing about dinner go to freshly.com slash games for 40 dollars off your first two orders that's freshly.com slash games for $40 off your first two orders. And our final sponsor of the day is HelloFresh. HelloFresh cuts out stressful meal planning and grocery store trips so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in about 30 minutes. Try HelloFresh's quick and easy meals, 15 to 20 minute dinners, breakfast on the go, and more easy options uh, that are perfect for your lifestyle. Of course, you know I love to cook, and one of the things that got me cooking, of course, was programs like this. You don't have to worry about going to the store. Everything comes to you. You make the meals you want. You learn some new cooking techniques. Ladies and gentlemen, you can go to HelloFresh.com slash kfgd14 and use the code kfgd14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping that's hellofresh.com slash kfgd14 and you can get 14 free meals plus free shipping uh hellofresh america's number one meal kit and i gotta compliment you on the recommendation of the hat Every time I look back at myself in the monitor, I'm like, oh, you know what? This hat is actually doing it. This hat like is actually doing this job. I like the way it looks, too. I think I'm going to rock this as a style for a while. Good. Yeah, I'm going with should. this. I'm going to do the you polo should. look. All right. We're bringing it back. Story number three. There's a new mystery id software game rated in Australia. This comes from Matt Perslow at IGN. The Australian Classification Board has issued a rating for a new mystery id software game known only as Project 2021B. While it is unclear what the game is, from the classification details on the rating website, we can see that its software's game is a multi-platform title with online interactivity. Uh, see multiplayer of some description. It has been rated M for mature, with moderate impact when it comes to violence and mild impact for themes and language. As reported by VGC, this is the second time a mystery id software game has been rated by the ACB. Earlier this year, the board rated Project 2021A, which eventually turned out to be Doom 3 VR, uh, the edition for PSVR. Due to the short duration, it has since... Uh, it, Due to the short duration it has been since last year's Doom Eternal, uh, it is unlikely that its software has, has a brand new game to release. As such, it's sensible to set expectations for t- Project 2021B around the likes of another re-release like Doom 3 VR. It was the 25th anniversary of Quake earlier this month, so read into that what you will. Andy, do you have any expectations of what this rated thing is? Do you expect just another VR game or a Quake thing? It seems like it's going to be some sort of smaller offshoot 
um mm. possibly yeah just I, I think they're pretty right on with that sort of quake anniversary coming up i don't i don't think enough time has passed just like they mentioned in the article that yeah doom eternal came out last year so it's probably not another doom game you can kind of yeah. uh expect there to not be another doom game um i don't I, i'm just looking through their sort of catalog i can't really think of any other ip that would just sort of magically be worked on that aren't already in progress that we sort of have heard from, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't It just seems like it could be a smaller game that maybe, you know, won't interest a whole lot of people, but will have some sort of audience. Yeah. Some kind of quake anniversary, I think makes the most sense, especially given the, the naming scheme here where the earlier one was doom three VR. I think you just do another, either like quake VR or quake re-release or some, some sort of thing to celebrate the anniversary makes sense. My follow-up question is, what do you think id Software does next? Because we got we got Doom 20, 2016 or 2018? 2016. We got Doom 2016, 2016, which is fantastic. Time's a flat circle. We got Doom Eternal last year, which is also fantastic. And now they're under Microsoft. Do you expect for the next thing to be Doom 3? Or do you, like, not even expect, what do you want from id Software? Do you want them to do something different and new or keep working on that Doom? I don't I don't see why they make anything else that isn't Doom uh, unless mm-hmm. it just comes down to what the company wants to make and whether they are bored of the IP and whether they just want to try out something new. I don't see why you sort of mess with that. I still think there are ways to kind of keep that franchise fresh in the way that when it came out in 2016, it was this sort of revelation of holy shit, like this game is so self-aware of what it is and how do you make a Doom... How's a Doom 2016 game going to look? Like, there's no way a game like that could work. And they made it work, and they made it this ultra-violent uh, gore-fest. So I I would like for them to keep on making Doom. I, I popped... Uh, I, I downloaded Doom last night, uh, Doom Eternal, because that new ray tracing update came out. And holy shit, the id Tech 7 engine is just oh, it's way too good. And everything needs to run on it from here on forth, uh, from here on out. From here on forth, is that right? No, Kevin, I, I can I get a ruling on that? Can I, I get a ruling on that? Well, one more I'm time. Rather. From here on forth, does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, thank you, Kevin. Uh, yeah, I, I don't see why they don't keep on making Doom. We love Doom. It works. It's fun as hell. Um, unless there's... I don't know. Let's just. I mean, there's there's Rage as well, which came out a few years ago that wasn't as highly regarded as Doom, but you know, maybe to give another crack at it. You know, out of those two, I would prefer prefer more Doom because Doom is yeah, Rage. They've got Doom down. They know how to make a Doom game. If anything, coming off of Doom 2016 and making Doom Eternal, my one like probably my one problem with Doom Eternal was that it felt like it didn't. step up enough from doom 2016 like i felt like doom 2016 and doom 2016 to me is such a perfect game that the thing that they ran into was all right how do we iterate on something that works pristinely and their answer was all right let's add platforming i guess and the platforming i think didn't add uh, uh too much to it like it helped break up the action a bit but i don't think that was the next step for doom and for them i'd want to see what the next step for doom is and what that looks like just to uh, clarify um uh, mm-hmm. rage 2 was also co-developed by avalanche that was, it was more, I would say it was yeah. more of an Avalanche project than it was uh, an id Software project. Yeah, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if, like, for Rage, we're coming back to this thing, right? Like, it could be a next-gen next PS5 version of the Rage game we just got. You know, I think that would probably fall in line in terms of a, hey, this is true. doable, and yeah. this works on a timeline, and why not put this thing out again that we've just made that we want to sell more of because maybe it didn't sell as, as well as they hoped for. And it'll definitely run better, and it'll be prettier, and yeah, yeah. Rage is such a weird game, because I forget what that time was like. Like, I barely remember what happened in 2018, Mm -hmm. and I remember playing a lot of Rage, but just kind of never quite feeling like I loved it, but I was just playing it in hopes that I got the high that maybe Doom gave me. The powers are really fun, but I don't know, maybe they, yeah, maybe they iterate on that, or... Maybe it is just a Rage 2 re-release. That would be kind of neat. I would rather have that than Quake. I know that's kind yeah. of wild because there's honestly, a, like, a lot Rage of hardcore 2, Quake fans out there. Rage 2 running in performance mode could be really cool. I would try the game out for that. I totally skipped Rage 2 because I, I waited on reviews for that one, and the reviews just weren't as immaculate as I wanted them to be. So I was like, you know what, man? I'll pass on this one. But I'll for sure try it out if it came out, came out on Next Gen because... I'm always I'm always down for a super smooth is software game, especially if you're gonna add next gen stuff to it and performance mode and all that stuff. Also, Andy, what if I told you that Rage Two came out in 2019? 
It feels like that game came out so long ago. But it oh, came they out announced it in 2018. Two my years bad. ago. I read it wrong. My bad. Yeah. Yeah, that feels like a, a lifetime ago because Nick Scarpino was playing that game, and I think that was the final game he played until Call of Duty Warzone. Mm. Mm. How's it? How's Valorant going with him? Have you played since we played on stream? On yeah, last, we played on stream. We played on stream yesterday. Is he still it? Is he still in it? Yeah, a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun yesterday. Um, we got our our butts kicked, but every every death is a lesson. Every death is a lesson. Bless. Mm. If you're dying in Valorant, why'd you die? Let's figure out why you died yeah. there. What's the were reason? You peeking too what much? You were you, you maybe peeking? trying were to challenge two people? Shooting? Yeah, there's always a lesson to be learned, everybody. Hell yeah. Let's round out the Roper Report with story number four. The Persona series has hit 15 million units sold worldwide. This is from Sean Murray at The Gamer. Atlas is publishing its year-end financial statements a little later than most other companies, but the, the Persona developer at least has some big numbers to report. As of the financial year ending March 31st, 2021, the Persona franchise as a whole has sold 15 million units. Persona Central reports that that number was just 13.1 million back in March 2020, which is the value that includes burgeoning digital sales as a result of the pandemic. Persona 5 Royal sold 1.8 million copies since its release in Japan back in October 2019, while Persona 4 Golden sold 900,000 units on PC since releasing on Steam in June 2020. Combined with the 1.5 million units of Persona 4 Golden sold on PlayStation Vita, that brings oh, and that brings Persona 4 Golden to 2.4 million units sold overall. Persona 5 Strikers is another big winner in the updated financial results. As of April, the game sold 1.3 million units after being so, being on sale for just two months. The Musou-style game, Musou? I'll say Musou. Musou. The Musou-style game was developed by Koei Tecmo's Omega Force, the same developer that brought us Hyrule Warriors and the famous Dynasty Warriors franchise. Persona and Yakuza are Sega's biggest franchises at the moment, sales of which kept the publisher afloat over the, the past year. Persona 5 Strikers and Yakuza Like a Dragon helped push game sales up 46% overall for the company, although gaming division sales were still down 12% due to falling arcade revenues and closed stores. Uh, this is a really interesting story. I think the big thing to note here for me would be how much Persona 4 Gold Golden sold on PC uh, since this Vita launch, because yeah, like as to reiterate it, uh, it sold, uh, let's see, 1.5 million units on the Vita. It sold 900,000 units on PC, and that's since June 2020. I can't, I, Persona 4 Golden, one of my favorite games ever made. I can't, it, it, it still shocks me to be reminded how few people played it, because the Vita just didn't sell, or sell like crazy. And so only 1.5 million people got their hands on that game, and to see it come to PC and sell that much more, I think is really impressive. And I'm sure for Atlas, will make them go, Oh shoot! We should probably release more pla- more multi-platform games. Yeah, this could be sort of that eye-opening moment from them for them. That's a lot of units on PC. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I I'm pretty shocked by that. I I remember when that was going down, and you know there was a lot of people super excited that they could play on PC, and maybe with not that you're getting it's not a remaster by any means, but you know maybe play with some some small some small and slight enhancements to the game. Mm-hmm. Nine hundred thousand is. No small feat, uh, especially when, you know, the game is already loved as much as it was. And one point five million was the number that they were yeah. trying to like catch. It's over and half it almost of the people that it. bought it before. Yeah, like That's like over half wild. of people are now are over a half of an amount. More people are playing your game now, which is I crazy. Hope that, I hope this not only shows. Um, I, I hope this is a bigger thing for the whole industry. I hope they see how releasing on PC as well can also have. You know, some really good things come from it. Uh, obviously, just money, but <laughs> getting the name out there more. And there are a lot of units that you could sell out there in the industry, or, or you could. There's a lot more units that you could sell out on the internet, on PC, on Steam, on the Epic Game Store, on well, Origin or whatever. But mm. you know what I mean. Like, I think this is not only huge for Persona and Sega, but just huge for the industry. And I hope more people take note of this. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's cool to note too that Persona and, and Yakuza are Sega's biggest franchises right now, and they are they are they are uh, essentially keeping the publisher afloat with their sales, which is 
really impressive. Like it's re- it's been really cool to see people love the that Yakuza man. Both Persona and Yakuza, yeah, dude. Especially in recent years, with what feels like a billion Yakuza games releasing, the amount of love that fan base is getting, I like, I envy it, man. Like people are, if you're a Yakuza fan, you're eating right now because you're getting so many games. You're getting Lost Judgment, you know, which I know isn't a Yakuza game, but you know, it's very similar. You're getting that later this year, and it yeah, feels I know. like it feels like you have something to look forward to yearly if you're a Yakuza fan. It could just be because you know listening to podcasts that i i always knew of people that love the persona series and and mainly like greg mentioning persona 4 golden back in the days listening to beyond and mm-hmm. um andrew goldfarb was always a big fan of persona 4 golden and it, it had its audience amongst people that i didn't really expect it to have an audience with but i feel like yakuza never fully had that and again it could just be the people that i'm listening to and podcasts and articles that i'm reading but i feel like yakuza has had a pretty big resurgence um, amongst people in the Western audience that you would have maybe never thought that they're going to become a Yakuza fan. And then they give it a shot and then it's sort of, yeah, word of mouth spreads and suddenly you have this whole new audience discovering it. So I think uh, it's fantastic for Sega. Yeah. And for Persona, I really hope that speaks to more spinoffs. I'm sure it is going to speak to more spinoffs. Like, give me a Persona 5 fighting game. Give me uh, a per- let me a- fuck it. Give me a Persona 5 kart racing game. You know, I'll take whatever I can get. I still need to go back and play Strikers. Like, for me as a Persona fan, you know, I'm I feel like I'm in a similar place where I have more Persona that I can realistically realistically play. Right. I put in combined with persona 5 and persona 5 royal that's over 200 hours 200 maybe over 250 hours of just that same game being played let alone strikers which is probably going to add in another 30 to 40 hours by the time i finally get to that and you know they 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 release persona games fairly regularly to some extent you know we got the persona dancing games as well we got them even re-released on the uh, on <laughs> ps4 right the persona 4 dancing game released on ps4 and so keep giving them to me i'll eat them up Put pers- more Persona characters in Smash. Fuck it. You know, like, give me all the Persona. But Andy, a new pers- Persona spinoff that's probably just so far away. If I wanted to was coming out to Mom and Drop Shops today, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Out today, we got Zombies Ate My Neighbors and Ghoul Patrol for the PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. What fucking year is it? Uh, we got Wonder <laughs> Boy, Asha, and Monster World for PC. Curve Space for PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X, Xbox One, and PC. Sky Children of Light, of course, that is the, what's the name of the developer? Journey, Flower, that all other, That game company? That game company, yeah. Is that, I love how I can't remember the name of that game company. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is their game that was released on mobile uh, earlier, but now coming out on Switch. Uh, we got Doom Eternal coming out on PS5, Xbox Series X. Disgaea 6 Defiance of Destiny out today on Switch. Onirike for Xbox One, Switch, PC, and Mac. And then Destroy All Humans is out today on Switch. We got one deal of the day for you, and that is PS Plus games for July. They have been revealed. You're getting A Plague Tale Innocence on the PS5, Call of Duty Black Ops 4 for the PS4, and WWE 2K Battlegrounds for the PS4. Andy, I forgot that game came out. Do you remember Battlegrounds, the yes, WWE game? That's the one because with the weird skipped... ass character models. Yeah, where they 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 skipped a traditional WWE game, did a Battlegrounds game, and I didn't hear anybody talk about it. I didn't hear one person talk about that game. They should have just made them look like Fortnite characters. They they just looked they looked odd. I was not a fan of that art style. Now, I'm getting a live you're wrong here. That's saying this is yesterday's list. And you guys are absolutely correct for out today. So let me redo that. Uh, of course, those are all games that have been out. Go play those games, I guess. For Wednesdays out today, you're getting Doki Doki Literature Club Plus for PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Ark and the Dog Adventure for Xbox One and Switch. Imp of the Sun for PC. Greedfall for PS5, Xbox Series X. Tie the Tasmanian Tiger to Bush Rescue HD for PS4. <laughs> <laughs> Rescue George Bush. <laughs> Rescue George Tiger. W. Warhammer 40k Space Wolf for Xbox One. Uh, a Tale of Synapse, Jesus. the Chaos Theories. There's a new Warhammer game that comes out monthly. Like, didn't I we just, just get the Necromunda hired gun last month? Isn't that never, a Warhammer game? I just never know. I just never know what any of it's about. I don't want to know. Don't tell me. Then you got Snake It Till You Make It out today for Switch. Anna's Quest for Switch. And then Mina and Michi is out today for Switch. 
Uh, and then, yeah, uh, did the deals of the day. Uh, of course, you can go over to patreon.com slash games where you can write in with your questions. And you can also write in with your gamer confessions, just like Joshy G did. Joshy G writes in and says, video game conf- confession. I've never played a Metal Gear game. No idea why not. I love stealth games. Forgive me, Kojima. Andy, what do you have to say to that? Um... Well, I mean, there's no excuse if you love stealth games. The only reason to not play it is if you aren't into that genre. Uh, if though, if that genre has never really been your thing, then I understand that. But if you if you love stealth games, look, there's not a whole lot of stealth games coming out nowadays. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. there's always oh, sort yeah. of there's always sort of stealth involved in more modern games where you do have to sneak through a bush to do a mission, get the rescue bush as well, just like Tyler Tasmanian Tiger or whatever. I think that uh, if you love stealth games, you owe it to yourself to play this franchise. Find the best way to play it. Ask uh, ask on the re- subreddit or Twitter or whatever what the best way what the best ways would be to play it because I'm sure, you know, certain ROMs here are better. I'm sure if you download the collector's edition or the the, the remastered collection, the one that was on Vita might be the best. I remember back in the day, like I was going to buy the PS Vita TV so that yeah. I could play the remastered collection on my TV. There, there's there got to be a best way to play each version of it. And I think you should seek that out and do yourself a favor because it is one of, if not my favorite video game franchises. It is so goofy and over the top and amazing in every way. I'm right there with you. And I think, Metal Gear Solid is probably one of the rare video game franchises where I'd say the old games do hold up. Uh, a few years ago, I went back and played Metal Gear Solid Three because I think I got it off of Game Pass. I don't know if it's probably, I don't know if it's still on Game Pass. Maybe write in the kind of funny comments that you're wrong if it is or if it isn't. But I played, played it. I went back to play it a few years ago, and I was shocked by how easy it still was to play. You know, like the story, of course, it's magnificent. The characters are great. You know, you got you got to love uh, uh, Colonel Volgan. You got to you got to love all the characters. Colonel but, Galukovich. Huh. Oh my god. Oh my god. So many memories tied up in Metal Gear Solid Three. And again, like it's one of my it's one of my favorite games ever. Um, and I'd say it's one that's worth playing. I'd say the Metal Gear franchise is worth playing. But for Joshi G, for you as a stealth fan, if you if you're like I don't have the time to jump into all these games in a series, and you just want a banger stealth game. Metal Gear Solid 5 is maybe the best stealth game I've ever played. Like it is a it is magnificent in the way in the ways that it balances its, its systems and the way that it grants you freedom and the way that it reacts to you as you play. Like the story is messy here and there and it is nonsensical in the way it's that also missing a third act. It is also missing a third act, but, but the I think way that the video do... game that shit is fucking fire. Like the way that it all sort of like connects at the end, and like ah, uh, it's just it's the coolest. Collecting soldiers like their Pokemon and being like, that's an A rank, dude. Oh shit. Oh, but that dude's an S rank, and he's really mm-hmm. good at cooking. Or I for, I forgot what the fucking professions that they had when you would bring him back to Mother Base. Yeah. It's so great, so great. It's so good. And so I would say, uh, Josh G, you gotta try. You gotta try out Metal Gear. Uh, and there's reasons to try out any one of them, but. And if you want a modern one, even if you want a good stealth game, Metal Gear Solid 5, I would say is the way to go. Of course, you can go over to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. That's where you write in list of what we got wrong as we got it wrong. So we can correct it for those watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames and listening later on podcast services around the globe. We only got a couple. Uh, Pup and Suds writes in and says, although the story of Silent Hill is not real, the location it's based off of is. I live by it and have visited it. Uh, Centralia, Pennsylvania. This place... This place has had a fire burning underneath the ground for about 50 years. And I'm sorry? A Wikipedia article. Yeah, I don't know what that means. What? Hold on. I'm opening up the Wikipedia article because that sounds like one of those stories that you hear and you're like, uh, certainly that can't be real. But there's you look it up and you're like, what the fuck? Like, Snowbike oh. Mike mentioned that Cleveland's rivers catch on fire yeah. the other day. Yeah, and they do. Are there lakes? We, we found that. The rivers. <laughs> I went out. to this Wikipedia article and like I I control F fire <laughs> and there are 67 instances of fire <laughs> being mentioned in this Wikipedia article. I might, so I might not be able to give you a uh, an accurate it, but there's a bunch of stuff where it's like they they like they they've made a cave and then in the cave they realized, "Oh, methane gas is leaking. Okay, we'll light a fire and that'll burn it all off." And instead they just the caves on fire for 50 or 60 years. And then if you're Russia, they're like, oh, let's nuke it. That'll fix the problem. It didn't. 
Jesus. That's terrifying. Yeah, people <laughs> people in chat are uh, there's a few people that are like, oh, it's true. Somebody's saying that there's um it's natural gas and they can't extinguish it. Dude, that's pretty that's what the fuck? That's crazy. Like, that's well, we should cool. worry about should we worry about this? Like Yeah, there's just a fire that we can't put out. That sounds like something we should deal with. I don't know. That sounds scary. By the no, way, I'm also worried about these aliens. Like we worried aliens? about that. The report I mean, we no should aliens. also worry about the aliens too. I don't know if you guys seen Avengers, but like things don't go well if you don't deal with the aliens. Our suit of armor around the globe, am I right, guys? We're putting a suit of armor around the world. Hell yeah. Robert Downey Jr. We got one more year wrong from Cade11 who writes in and says, So frequently I hear people say ghosts of Tsushima, plural, when it's ghost singular. A minor thing, but it's still slightly irritating. Have a good day. Whatever, whatever I say and whenever I've heard people say it on the shows, I've, I've always said it ghost singular and I've always heard it ghost, but sometimes I can put like a weird inflection on things. So if it sounds like ghosts, know that I really mean ghost. Ghosts of Ghosts of Su. It also just depends on if you're in a rush of saying it. Ghosts of Tsushima, like it yeah. could kind of just blur Ghosts together. Tsushima. Language is difficult every now and then. Yeah. Also, that's what they should have called the co-op mode. Ghosts of Tsushima. Nah, that probably would have been. That probably would have been confusing. Probably SEO, been confusing. not great. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right about that. Tomorrow's host for Kind of Funny Games Daily are Greg and Tim. If you're watching this live on Twitch right now, after this is that Mario Golf stream featuring Mike, Greg, and Game Attack. So get hyped for that. Remember, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games, we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, Game Daily.